What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 633 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined, as always, by Ben Funky Askren, Oliver the Bear of Stone, and construction worker Stephen Kyle Brackey in the brightest shirt in Flow Sports history. That is a bright one. But sh- shout out UVA, shout out Virginia, Charlottesville, shout out Thomas Jefferson and Steve Garland. A lot of shout outs. <laughs> in that order. Yeah, a lot of shout-outs. Man, crazy show today. Just red alert, crazy show. A lot of stuff to talk well, about. I, I read the doc, Christian, and you have like two topics and then like 77 <laughs> questions. The questions are so good. Listen. So many it's, questions. It's good. I love questions. They're very good. And they're like FRL topics in, in themselves. So there's two major news items, okay? Uh-oh. News item number one, which is 100% confirmed and happening, Michael Kimmer is coming back. Uh, this is, you know, as we've been kind of like, you know, all the Iowa guys were coming back and then you didn't hear from Kimmer and you didn't hear from Kimmer. The more that went on and it's the seventh year, you're like, I don't think he's coming back. Right. I know Bracky kind of felt that way. It just seemed like that was the writing on the wall. And then yesterday in a very, very funny video, actually we should send, could you send Tyler the I video? I love the production quality of the video. He, very you know, funny. Most wrestling people don't do this. He, he, there was some humor there. Uh, I really liked it. Yes, it was very funny. So I think... Uh, um, yeah, we could probably play it, can't we? We, we can definitely play it. Yeah, I just sent it to Tyler. We, we bought the rights okay, to uh, to Tommy Boy, so we can definitely play it. Uh, so whenever <laughs> that's ready, we can we can show that. Um, but huge news for Iowa is they're going to bring back their, their full squad now. Um, and that was one of the things that had me a little bit... Well, why don't we play the video and then we can... Uh, Yes, play this video. It looks ready to go. All right, here we go. You know, a lot of people go to college for seven years. I know. They're called doctors. Dr. Kim. Scalpel. Thank you, sir. Grandpa Mike. A lot of people go to So they've got Grandpa Mike, they've got Yoda. It's very funny. Max, <laughs> Max Murin's funny. Um, so that the the whole squad's back, and yes. you know when we were looking at okay, what's their team going to look like next year? It's not as though they were going to be bad at 174. They were going to have either Nelson or Patrick Kennedy or you know someone really good in that spot. But now you get a bona fide title contender. One, you know, he's going to be on the short list to win 174. Now the short list is long at 174. If Makai bumps up and if Griffith bumps up and you got Starachi back and Kimmer's there and there are a bunch of other really good dudes. Bernie Truex Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, Truex. He's freaking good. Did you say Demetrius Romero? Demetrius Romero. He's coming back for his seventh year as well. Caleb Romero should be back. Um, so is next year going to be the tough? It's going to be the toughest year in NCAA history, I feel like, because people are in their seventh years. So many of them. I don't know if that's going to make it the toughest year ever. Um, it's going to, but it will be tough. It will be tough. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. Um, it, it, hey, Christian. And, so let me ask you a really tough question. <clears throat> oh boy. You're on the Penn State train. Um, <laughs> you're on this program, singing their graces, and. Listen, I could see all four of their national champs winning next year again. As I said, they could this year. 
I still don't know how they're going to make up the point gap because at this point, I do not believe they have bona fide point getters at 25, 49, 57, or 74. I could even be swayed that uh, Michael Beard is maybe going to score a couple more points, but maybe not. And then also, um, Kirkwood heavyweight, uh, he'll, he'll probably get in the All American rounds, but there's still four weights where they're not really scoring. Well, okay, so one, I feel like that was a little backhanded uh, dig about but, what who? I said about Penn State uh, yesterday. Well, one, so I, th I thought Penn State, yeah, maybe they could win next year. But a couple of things happened. One, Kimmerback is huge. Two, yes. Bergie's gone, which I know not major points, but I think they're not going to be as good at 157 now. Um, Griffith's not going to likely come now that he would uh, – you know, they had yes. someone at 174. So those couple things. Uh, but to counterpoint, I think they're going to get more points at 25 than they did uh, last year. I think Robbie Howard's going to get get better. So is he well, going to be? On. Can we pause there? Can we freeze there? Yeah. Robbie Howard might get a year better, but you also have Vito coming back. You have Patrick Glory coming back. Um, like you're going to get people added to this way who are really good too. Yeah. That no no question no question. Okay. Uh, 149, I think Shane Van Ness is the real the real deal. I think he's going to be super good right away. Do you disagree with that? Do you think he um, will, they they did not qualify at 149 this year? I believe they, they will. I believe they'll get All American points there next year. I did not think Bo Barlow was, and honestly, it was probably just like uh, the fact they only wrestled five matches type of thing or whatever it was. Um, I think he's better than a non qualifier. Like of course. he definitely is, of yeah. course. So um, Shane Van Ness, I want to say he had a good win at the last chance, but didn't he get like 10 0 twice? And I know, I know those are good guys, but that's at 143, and we're talking about him all American at 149, so he's going to have to beat some good guys, correct? He beat um, Sean Foss. He beat Sean Foss, which he was like very close to being turned and being 10 0 in that match, yeah. but then came back and won 18 to 8, I think, and then he. He pinned Brock Zacherl, and then he Good was win. 10 0'd by Evan Henderson, and then 10 0'd by Josh Saunders, who he had actually just beaten like a month ago. Yeah. So, I mean, when you say 10 0'd by those two, uh, and, and Evan Henderson's really good, obviously. Josh Saunders is also good. But like, Evan Henderson just got killed by Mitch McKee, and I know it's freestyle, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't feel so, I don't feel super comfortable. Saying Shane Van Ness or, or Bo Bartlett is a lock at 149 pounds for All American, like is that within the realm of possibilities? Yeah, absolutely, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think Kirkfleet is heavyweight going to be tougher next year. I don't know, but I feel like he's going to be a little bit better. He didn't hardly get to train. Um, yeah, I don't feel like heavyweight adds anyone in. No, I mean no one, no one on his levels certainly, right? Uh, now, <laughs> unless. Mr. Fast Twitch actually does bump up. Ooh, good point. Him first Fast Twitch would be interesting. Yes, it would. I feel like no, he could get I, away from Fast that. Twitch. I think he's, so. I think he's he's so big. Yes. At some so point, big. you're just too big to be held down by someone smaller than um, you. Yes. Uh, but that still leaves 57 and, and, and 65 without any real um, real big point getters. And that, they, they, that's huge for them, right? Because they scored... Well, they scored a couple points at 57, but they scored zero at 165. And, and Iowa's probably going to score points at every single weight class. Um, For sure. 
They did this year, right? Or uh, was there someone? They scored at every. I mean, Nelson won a match, I, I believe. A match, yeah. He went one and two. Um, so they scored at every weight. No, yeah, I, know I, I the was the favorite. Biggest things that puzzles me about Kale um, is he, he, and we, I've admitted this, best coach uh, in America, I think. Here and he go. has taken more guys to a different level than anyone ever has in all the wrestling that I've studied. No one, no one's ever done it as frequently. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the Nolf going to the next level. Okay. But for some reason he can't coach a guy who sucks to be like a low all American. Like there's so many times where he has these kind of holes and you're like, what, but you're chaos Anderson. What's going on here? Like, mm. I mean, at Mizzou, we had tons of guys who, like Nick Marable was a walk-on. Mike Chandler was a walk-on. Mark Ellis was a walk-on. We had a bunch of these guys who were walk-ons who ended up, you know, achieving relatively high-level success. You see it at Nebraska. You see other places. But, like, it, it's relatively rare when you see Kale take a guy who – it has happened a couple times – who wasn't very good, and then they just fill in those gaps. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a guy – I mean, one, James English. Like James English. Was, what about – but here's the big one. Anthony Kassar. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, so I, I feel like it's happened, and it's happened in a, you know, with non-blue chip guys. Shakur Rashid's sort of interesting. He was a good recruit coming out of high school, but not – he wasn't the Nolf Zane, Nickel Chinzo type of recruit that they got good utility yeah. out of. Now he, he got injured and wasn't quite the same, but they got him on the podium as, I think, a sophomore. Um Trying well, to do, think. do you know what I'm Jordan, saying? Oh, no, like, no, I don't. Because Jordan Conaway. Okay. I mean, now I'm, I keep coming up with names, Ben. Well, let, let me let me keep going then. Um, to my point. So, like Iowa, for example, Iowa at most of their weights without bringing up the roster, they would have a really solid backup. And whereas Penn State over the last couple of years, when um, when certain people have been out, their backup is like, where did they find this guy? Did like mm -hmm. did they go to the rec room and just throw this guy in there? And that's where it's like, it, you know, I always feel like Iowa would have a more solid backup, or Oklahoma State's had a lot of really good backups. And so I'm maybe it's a kale strategy where he's like, I don't want to waste my time on 35 guys, right? I'm going to really focus my energy on a smaller amount, or, you know, I'm not going to give these guys any attention. I don't know what it is, but that always just puzzles me that I, I see him take certain guys and go to this level that is almost hasn't been ever seen before. And, but then, he throws some guys in the lineup that are really, really terrible. Yes. Now, I, that I can – there are instances where they put out guys that I didn't realize were Division One wrestlers, that I just – I don't even know this name. I don't know who this person is, and they're wrestling for Kale, and they're coming out after, yeah. you know, they're coming out after Carter Storacci or whatever, right? So I don't understand that. Yes, that's true. But I think to your point, there there have been instances with guys that are not the blue – Lose to the blue chips where they've got production, but there are some holes at times, like twenty-five. The last several years, other until Robbie, it's been a problem. They've had, um, you know, when Shakur was hurt. But you know, think back. Jordan Conaway was a guy. He was going to Liberty. Okay, this was not someone that was. And then Liberty dropped their program, and and Kale and them swooped in, and they got him. He was a multiple yeah. All-American for them at at different weight classes. Matt Brown was a backup. To Ed Ruth, who won a national title, Ooh, he was good, but he was good though. I, I remember him as okay, so, I remember him before he went on a mission at, at Iowa State. He was very good. No, no doubt, no doubt he was good. But I'm, I'm, you know, they've had they've had some 
uh, instances with real depth, uh, I guess is, is yeah. my point. Okay. I, I can't cite my, Matt Brown's ranking out of high school, but I feel like he was really good. Uh, I remember watching him when he was a real redshirt at Iowa State before he went on his mission. Yeah, I, don't know, I just feel that way. And it's almost, and, and maybe it is, you know, Kale probably won't tell us, but maybe it is a strategy to say, like, I want to just focus my attention on this smaller group of guys, and that's where mm-hmm. I'm going to get the best use of my time. And I don't want, you know, Mizzou, uh, all, the whole time I was there, and I think probably still, they still have 40 guys in the room. Um, and maybe that keeps him from focusing energy on some of the top guys. And But there are a lot of guys who get brought up to the, you know, NCAA qualifier, a couple wins at NCAA level mm-hmm. who can't make the team. No, I, I, I know what you mean. I know. I, yeah. I get what you're getting at. Um, okay. So that's. It's just uh, puzzling. Yeah, it is. It is a little strange. So uh, Iowa Penn State team race, I think it, and I think we're getting to a point where that is sort of solidified as the team race for next year because, what? because. I don't think Cornell's going to be in the mix because – so I kind of alluded to this yesterday but wasn't really sure enough to go with it. But now it's just basically out there in the ether that Max Dean is going to be transferring out of Cornell. At least that's everything I'm hearing and seems to be – we got multiple questions about it so we can at least address the fact that this rumor exists that uh, okay. Max Dean's going to be leaving Cornell. And it's a widespread rumor um, that, you know – through a couple conversations, I believe it is true that he's going to leave. Now, he could change his mind. I, he's not in the portal yet. Um, we've been checking that, and he's not in there. But So one of the first questions I asked you, though, Christian, when because uh, you told me this off-air yesterday, was, well, maybe Chris Folka can't make 174 anymore. Chris Folka just beat Max Dean. I, I wouldn't have predicted that at all, but it did happen. That is the last theory. chance. Mm-hmm. So and then obviously Ben Darstadt is at 197. So so and you know they have him. two very good, yeah, they have very good guys there. Uh, but obviously you never want to lose uh, a Max Dean, right? National finalist, national finalist, two-time All-American with two years to go. And I th- I think you have to figure if if uh, I just can't accept that. Okay, Foca beats him, and that's just the issue because there's got to be a way to get him down to 74 or something to make this work yeah. for the team right so mm-hmm. i i think it's that um personally or i don't think i don't think it's that but which because i think foca can make 74 now the the reasons i i'm not sure of why he's leaving but it's it's not gonna be good for for cornell to lose someone of that caliber and you know they were a team that you know we've been talking about the last couple of years that c- this could be their year Right. And last year they were going to be in the mix. What's their lineup? Some combination of um, Vito Greg or Greg Vito. Yep. uh, Saunders Yanni, some combination of that. Yapujian at 57 should be back. Julian Ramirez, 65. Foca, Max Dean, Ben Darmstadt, and Luis Fernandez or Cardenas. There's Uh, a good heavyweight right there. Luis Fernandez is good. Yeah, <laughs> that's 10. I mean, that's 10. Yeah. There's not a name that you didn't see ranked in the top five during their high school career. And, yes. you know, some of them are, are already All-Americans or national champions. So it's a very, very good team that when you lose a potential national champ, which Max Dean is, now, could he be Aaron Brooks? No, I probably would not predict that. But 
he's someone that's going to very likely place very high at the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. that uh, apparently is leaving. And it's the worst-kept secret in wrestling uh, <laughs> right now. It's ev- absolutely everywhere. Everywhere. So, yeah, I mean, obviously I heard Cornell's chances, um, and I think they were kind of already uh, uh, behind the eight ball against those other mm-hmm. two teams. Now, the other one that is is semi-interesting would be Michigan because the amount of recruits they're getting, they I think they got Brookie already, possibly Shane Griffith, possibly Real Woods. I mean, they could fill in a pretty solid lineup, right? Yeah, they they will be good, and and the the word is they're headed back to their home state of Michigan. Now, which school seems to be in question? It sounds like Michigan. Oh, you're talking about the deans. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, th- uh, I thought. What we... if Michigan rolls? What if Michigan rolls out Griffith Dean and then Brookie? Yeah. Brookie. Yeah. Nice lineup. That, that would be that. Mason Paris is pretty good. Uh, that that would be a very good team, and if Real Woods, I have you heard anything about Real? Because I haven't. I have not. Can't no. you get, can't you get a little Izzy style intel? Uh, Izzy got mad at me. Um, I don't know if he's actually mad at me. He didn't respond to the text. Um, oh. so Uh-oh. we did this like we did, did this. Uh, mad... <laughs> did he leave you on red? Did he leave you on red? Uh, I I would have to look back. I think he's ignored me. I'm gonna give him shit the next time I see him. Uh, my guy and his guy wrestled at this. Uh, we did this like scrimmage thing between my my group and his group, and uh, in in the main event of the thing, there was a uh, it was the it went all the way to the last ride out, right? Like the, uh-huh. the in high school, the last one is if you score you win, if you get written out you lose, and my guy got to rear standing, and the ref called a stalemate, and the other guy was already warned for stalling. Uh, <laughs> but then, so my guy ended up getting away. But the next, but the next day or two days later, I said, "Izzy, how much you pay that guy to call stalemate there? Just giving him a hard time." He got mad. I I don't know. He just didn't respond to the text. I don't know if he's really mad. I'm I'm giving him a hard time. Yes, we, we just have to assume that it's just hands on sight if uh, you and Izzy <laughs> see each other, and there's there's going to be a fight. He, he's great. I love him. Yeah. Um, or you have to fight John Jones or Izzy. You have to fight one of them. I'd prefer to fight Izzy. <laughs> it might be a easier. That's an intelligent preference, I believe. Uh, People are asking about um, where's this put Amin in the chat. Well, I'm just assuming with <laughs> the recruitment of Shane Griffith and um, potentially Max Dean that and the already addition of Brucky and the already addition of Brucky that I'm I'm just assuming that. He's gone. Miles Amin is going to graduate and just do his freestyle thing. He's going to wrestle. Why, the why haven't we got an answer from Michigan on that? Have you hit up coach? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know. Nothing. Nothing yet. Because you have three. Because you got Michich, uh, Massa, and Amin there. All the I didn't ask scenario. about Michich. If Michich comes back, that's that's all time. Oh, yeah, I didn't ask about Michich because I was just looking at guys that qualified for NCAA's. Uh, but yeah, he would be yeah. another one that. Could come back if he wants to. But Mitrich is training at Arizona State, right? Or he certainly was. Maybe he's back. He now. certainly was. I think, I swear Michigan posted a photo of him kind of like close to conference weekend or something. That's right. Yeah, I think you're right. So he, he came back. Um, that's sort of strange. I, I don't think he'll yeah. be back personally. Uh, so we'll see. But I, I'm assuming those that Massa and Amin are moving on. But. That hasn't been announced, so until it is, 
you know, maybe they won't. Maybe maybe they will return. No way to know yeah. for sure. But I mean, because you know, can push a mean down to, I think a mean could go down to 84. I feel like he was undersized at 97. So if you go Griffith, a mean, well, you'd go, actually, the younger mean, all Americans, you go mean, Griffith, a mean, uh, Brucky, Paris. That's salty. That is a very good team. And, you know, 25. I don't know what they do next year. I mean, the, Ragason will be back. Obviously, he's very good. Um, yep. And then some combination of Ragason, Medley, maybe McHenry gets in the mix. Um, Keenan Sorg could come back too. He's another guy that was a senior. Yeah. What Keenan, about Joey Silva? Is he coming back? He's coming back <laughs> with a vengeance. So get ready. Prepare it. Get the, hey, get your Hodge ballot ready. <laughs> but on, we're only voting for first place because there's no point in voting for any others. Yeah, don't vote for anything else if they don't. If it doesn't matter. Oh my god! Even if they send it back, again. even if they send it back, I send it back. <laughs> they send it back, I send it back. If the salad's not on the side, I send it back. <laughs> okay. Um, while we transition, Ollie, how are the Mets doing? God damn it! Oh my god! <laughs> They're not doing good. Um, oh, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't expect a question coming at that point. I didn't expect that. And it was just a visceral reaction. That was visceral. Um, oh my god! They're being a lot like the Mets are. It's been great having you on the show, Ollie. Um, oh man, it's been rough being well, a Mets fan. Like someone life. told me you had a nose ring. Do you have a nose ring? Yeah. Who told? Wait, who's talking about? Zoom me? in. Zoom in. <laughs> Am I Does doing the right thing? Like, let me see. Oh, here we go. We're getting tight. All the way in. All the way in. I can... Oh my goodness! Oh, you got a nose ring, bro. What the <laughs> heck? How do people notice that? I don't know. Who told you? I just. I people told me. I got people. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm, I'm kind of flattered. Ben's doing checkups on me, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. Uh, the ladies like it. But back oh. to the Mets. They. Oh. They started the season off as the as you would expect the Mets would with COVID, and <laughs> uh, after that they were looking really oh, good. Nice. And you know Keith Hernandez and Ron Darling, the Mets announcers were like, "Oh, they're awesome! They win every opening day." And they blew the lead and lost. And then the next day they bounced back and played good. And then they got. Um, a lot of the words I was about to say I shouldn't say on the show. <laughs> they they got beat real bad, um, for lack of better words, yesterday. And I'm pretty sure I'm just. It's okay. That, I, you know, we should prob- stop before he just loses his mind. Yeah, it's probably uh, enough. Yeah. I didn't know that that would induce some sort of psychological trauma. Um, that was not good. All right, so we'll try to check in on the on the Mets on occasion. But they played today at twelve. And hey, um, can I do something? Um, actually, uh, for, on a lighter note, Kyle, you haven't done Alien Hour in a while, and I and I told you, I think I, think I told you off air uh, when I was in somewhere the other day. I mentioned to this lady about, uh, or no, I heard her talking about Britney's conservatorship. Mm-hmm. So then I said, well, my you know my co-host on this podcast, he does this thing called Alien Hour, and he wanted me to go to Haunchyville, and she's like, what's Haunchyville? So I told her about Haunchyville, <laughs> and she told me she was going to go down to Haunchyville to check it out for you. Heck yeah. Tell her to take pictures, videos, all that stuff. Ben, how have so you not gone for us? It's not even that far from you. Dude, I don't want some angry little dwarfs coming at me. <laughs> yeah. Just they, kick them in the face. They what might, are they going to do? Well, they're they're going to chomp his legs off. That's what they do. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, he, 
You've already had, you know, hip replacement yeah, surgery. Yeah, you, you have a robot hit now, though. They can't cut through that. Yeah. You yeah, gotta wait until at least af- after April 17th, guys. Oh, why is yeah. that? Oh, wait, be- I need legs. oh, yeah. I okay, can't box him. I don't have my legs. <laughs> you, may, you may... He's not preparing to box a legless Ben Askren. It could... Whoa, plot it, twist. It could totally... Uh, what nobody's expecting. All right. Um, someone wants you to call you around uh, for, uh, for Jake. I said seventh round. That's what Se- I've been calling the whole time. Seventh round, mm-hmm. TKO. How many rounds are there? I don't even know. Eight. There's only eight. Oh, There's okay. only eight rounds. Is that enough rounds? Yeah, that's actually kind of like um, a lot for. I will, I'm going to call it lower level boxing because we're definitely not high level boxing. Um, <laughs> don't tell Jake that. <laughs> Jake thinks Seriously. he's really, really good. He beat it's, Nate it's, Robinson. It, he could take guys, out Spud Webb, Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> who knows? All the undersized guys. I don't know it's about It's so Iverson, embarrassing. Though. It's embarrassing. Iverson, <laughs> he needs to fight Iverson. I don't, Iverson with Iverson. two-piece, Jake Paul, <laughs> no doubt. Iverson. Shout out, Virginia. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyways, so we're not high-level boxing. Usually usually lower-level boxing is like four or six rounds. So Okay. So you're doing eight rounds. Are they three-minute wrong rounds? I haven't three, watched minutes. Them. three minutes. Three minutes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, 24 minutes is all right you should open the match up with the cradle yeah you should we go. just get it get it get a point taken away but it'd be like it doesn't matter all right uh, okay so we talked about kimmer's back oh um we talked about max dean potentially about transferring. The we talked about the mets we talked about hunchyville and ben's fight um so let's get to some uh we have a lot of questions so i don't want you guys to um a lot of really good ones that are just like topics in and of themselves. So I want to get to those, and we can uh, we can go wherever we want. Um, Let's do it. Our nice. show, our rules. So this is a, just a funny one. When will Ben assume the alias of Mister Slow Twitch? I feel like that's a perfect tag team like wrestling that. combo: Fast Twitch and Slow Twitch, the yin and yang. <laughs> I do. I, if, I, if I had to wrestle AJ Ferrari ever, which he's very large, I probably don't really want to do that. Uh, I would assume the alias of Mr. Slow Twitch. That would be funny. I wish I thought of that because I'm so slow Twitch, and that would have been awesome. That would, kudos to whoever thought of that. Who thought of it? Yeah. Uh, that was yeah. Uh, Elias Wile. So many yeah. of these names. I just wonder if they're real. But I think it's I think it's real. I I like the name, but it's just like uh, there's a lot of uncommon names in the FRL. Strata. Um. Next question. Oh. This is a, this is an interesting conspiracy about the Max Dean thing. Is Max Dean transferring to get in front of the Ivy League's policies to not allow grad students to compete? Uh, sans the one year exception for COVID, so you only get four years to do it. Um, you could just do this year and then transfer to avoid that. But so did this year count for them since they didn't actually get to compete? This year didn't count for anybody. But what well, about I'm, I'm Ivy's? saying? But as far as the Ivy Leagues are concerned. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think once yeah. they graduate. I think it's just when, once they graduate. Hmm. Okay, so next question. Rashad Berry. I believe Taylor and Dake kept JB off this team. I think he stayed up and wait too long uh, for the Taylor match affecting his descent. That mixed with Dake being Dake, the irony thoughts. No, I don't think, it's, I don't think that had anything yeah. to do with it. Um, first of all, so. no one... No one was more thoughtful throughout the process of his weight and his descent than Jordan Burroughs. That was a huge factor in these matches, in the time frame. 
he was comfortable with the with the weight and the time um, for his descent. He's never. I don't think seventy four back to back weigh in is ever going to sit perfectly well with Jordan. I think it's always no. going to be super super tough for him. And I thought I I think it's he just looks different um, down at that weight. And like Ben says. The words we're not saying is that he changed weight class, but that's really sort of what happens when you go to day sure. two hour weigh in. Um, not that it was two hours for him, but just to make it back to back days, that that takes something out of you. Um, I I think, and when I first read this, I took it as he waited. Uh, I took this what he was implying is that J- Jordan should have changed weights um, at some point in his career. They shouldn't have stayed down at 74, which I think is actually a, a slightly more interesting topic of discussion. I think I think it is something he now should and probably is considering. He has he has said in interviews basically I'm 74 for good, but circumstances change. That's because he probably never thought he'd ever not make a team because for 10 yeah. straight years he did. Yeah. So I the way one of the ways I think about it is like uh, I remember when I was being 74 and and I. I I had to make just day before one time. If I had to make both times, I, I I just wouldn't have been able to wrestle that weight class. It's as simple as that. I wouldn't have been able to make it. But um, it was kind of like a year-round thing for me. Like I had to stay on a diet. I had to stay really small. I couldn't get big because it was hard to get small again um, once I got a little bit bigger. And so for Jordan, um, man, I almost feel like, especially now that he's a little older, and he should just go up to 79 do do two years there and not be as miserable, right? Because mm-hmm. he's going to be roughly 10 pounds smaller body size to make 74 versus 79. Uh, it's actually 11 pound difference. And then, I mean, if you think about did Dake having to wrestle in the mini tournament with the, with the buy and the semis, did that really hurt him? I mean, he had like two and a half minutes of mat time. I can't really think that affected him all that much. I don't think it did. I, th- I think it was – Probably perfectly what what he almost needed. It's probably just as beneficial. And that was something yeah. you brought up, I think, Tuesday. Like, yeah. you know, do you just hang out after you do, or do you do some matches? You do some things. So, and for now, I'll, I'll say this: Burroughs today doesn't have that the the way Dake can just destroy people in in ninety seconds. I don't know if Burroughs can win those matches quite that way with that emphatic of a fashion, um, explode and get off the it. mat. You he think he tenos Nolf? Yeah, certain. Uh, but I don't think Jason um, Nolf. I think he beats Jason Nolf without issue in six minutes. I but so okay. So I would. Uh, but then obviously Dake didn't beat Jason. He beat him five zero last month or two months ago. Whatever they wrestled last time, right? True. It just so happened that he had a big bomb and then got gut. Um, He'd also wrestled another match that night, like an hour before that. That was no. like he wrestled two matches. Yeah, he wrestled Chenzo and then Nolf. Well, Dake did also. That's what oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I yeah, with Dake. And yes. Dake just had these moods where he's like, I'm going to know you really quick. Yes. Yeah. He does that. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think I think Jordan could get in and out of two matches. I mean, the only guy at this weight class I think that would be really maybe worrisome that could really push him hard in a match is Imar. Uh, and... You know, who knows if he's going to be around in, in 2024. He seems to really like coaching, and some guys just want to move on with their lives and do something else. Right. Now, uh, so do, 
I guess one thing, there was a lot of question about the buy to the semi for the world champ at the non or world medals at non-Olympic weight. That, what the did bracket you, made me insane, Christian. It did. Um, I have the text. He was, uh, it, it really bothered Ben in, in a way. Uh, he's a rules so guy, and rules guys get bothered by things when the rules aren't I'm followed. A, I'm, a, I'm a logical guy, and I like logical brackets, and what they did was just shenanigans. Shenanigans. I've been thinking about my, my rules guy label uh, more and more, and th <laughs> thinking about how it pertains to this uh, the, the weigh-in thing with Jaden, and I think it's not that. It's not the rule. It's the, it's the competitive aspect of me it's like everyone it's like a part of the competition and like no one should have an advantage or some sort of leg up or have different rules that they get to follow in a competition so i don't think it's about the rules per se is this is part of the competition so that's just a quick aside as i've uh, yeah. been contemplating life um yeah I, I mean i so i guess what i'm saying is i'm encouraging burrows um to move up. I mean, if he really wants to stick around mm -hmm. and now he's got four kids, like, um, man, I don't want to say enjoy your life a little more, but, um, I, I know what it's like to struggle with weight. I, you know, I did it for a significant portion of my life to, you know, trying to just keep your weight down, watch eating all the time. Um, it's not the most fun thing ever. Just enjoy wrestling for a little bit, gain a little bit of weight. And then, you know, if you feel still like you're up to it in 2024, come back down to 74 and try to do the same. Yeah. And, I feel like look no further than how he looked against David Taylor. Um, yeah, he almost absolutely. ran David Taylor down. And I think he goes 79 for, I think he do it 21, 22, and 23. Um, because yes. the, yeah. the bottom line is I think Dake's going to medal every year. I think he's going to win this year. I think he's going to win for, for the near, next foreseeable future. And I agree. So go go win some world titles up at 79. It's going to be, frankly, I think it's going to be, I mean, without question, I think it's going to be easier to do. You look yes. at the the fields that um, have been at 79 the last two years, they're not as tough as 74 has been. So you go there, and that's going to be true domestically as well, even though it's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be easier, and you're going to do it at your weight class, so you're probably going to be better. So yeah. I am team JB going up, making teams, getting medals. It's going to be interesting if Dake – here's the thing that we've been talking about around the office. I don't uh -huh. know if we brought it up on the show, but by December, uh, Dake could be at four, right, or October. Um, October 2 through 10. Yeah. D Dake could be at four, four titles, just like that. Boom. And he'll have had four in a row. If he does it, right? It's so crazy that they can win two of them in like two months. Yeah. Yeah, but this yeah. year you can. And you think about that and, you know, all the conversations about the greatest ever. You know, if he's, yeah. at, if he's at four just like that, it's uh, for a guy who just had to, to grind and scratch and claw his way onto the team to now yes. be potentially facing that. He's facing that opportunity. He has to make it real and, and actualize it. But – and also – the main thing, he's got to stay healthy. That's been the thing that's plagued Dake all... He has now for a while. Uh, well, he tore his ACL or whatever um, uh, and had to have the delayed wrestle-off and all that nonsense in 2019. Yeah. 2018. He tore it, I think, what, December 2018? Yeah. Don't you remember? I do the not recall that. 
Yeah, they, the, the whole thing. The doctors know. I, so I guess I did not remember that it was that serious of an injury. The torn ACL. I remember well, they, they wrestled off in Texas. Yeah. No one probably told me then. Secret Santa's. Yeah, this is maybe was yes yeah, before you were doing FRL. I guess. Um, I didn't do FRL till 2020. Yeah. No, all the all the good that did us. Brought in COVID. Joe's <laughs> 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 the, to make him up every day. The angel of darkness. Um, hey, we did good. We did good. You know what? Mm-hmm. We we won COVID for at least that realm. Uh, by the way, because we were talking about the Ivy League, I forgot that they um they did pass a rule that current they will allow current seniors to since they didn't compete this year to compete next year as graduate students. Mm, so but that's that, it. Like that's not going to be a thing that anyone enrolled can do that yeah it's just seniors this year since they didn't compete at all have you so what's johnny gonna do then is he gonna leave he'll get two because he is not really he's had two olympic red shirts yeah he took so has he just not been enrolled in school for a couple years i guess now Mm. there's there's different rules about olympic red shirts and you can take classes can't take classes i feel like for ivies you probably can't because they're like adamant but, you have four years to do school yeah but the, yeah the problem is if he graduates then he's done apparently yeah well just don't take it slow be just on keep the failing classes yeah uh, well just do enough to stay just take just be out listen 12 credit hours is technically full time right that's um that's probably all you need to do um there's no it's no race to finish college ask ask kimmer seventh year um, and might I say, I feel like that seven years, well, not that it's over, has gone by p- kind of quickly. <laughs> and someone asked, like, what is, like, the order of his seasons? So he had a redshirt year, competed as a freshman All-American, competed as a sophomore All-American. He had an injury year. He had the COVID year where he was a Big Ten finalist. Mm-hmm. And then he had this year, which was his sixth year where he was the NCAA finals. So those are Michael Kemmer's seasons and kind of what happened in them. Uh, yeah. So now he's um, he's coming back. Hey, so someone asked in the chat, is Spencer Lee getting surgery? It sounds like maybe, maybe not. Okay. Uh, that's not a real answer, Christian. <laughs> well, you would think it would be a definitive yes, but yeah. it or sounds no. like they are considering not. I don't know. No surgery on either knee? I don't know, man. I mean, I guess that's kind of what our guy told us. What was our guy's name again, Kyle, that you found? Joseph Hines. Joseph Hines. Joseph Hines. If he, he told us if, if Spencer can function without it, then he can function without it. And obviously with, with the Jack Mueller knee, that's been a couple years. So I was actually thinking, so didn't he tear his ACL a senior of high school also? Yes. But then he had surgery after that. And then he yes. retore well, that one or he tore the other one and then retore it. Right? Which one? I think he had surgery, didn't he? I'm pretty he? sure he had surgery after the one in high school. Yes. A lot of ACL tears. Yes, it's concerning. Um, he does put himself in very precarious that's, positions. That's my thing. Me. It's the positions he very, puts himself yes. in. Um, I mean, the fearlessness has a has a cost, I think, in some of those scenarios. Um, but it seems, well, I guess, you know, he heard it. I can't recall if his high school one, if it was, I feel like it was in a match uh, in high school. Was it? I believe so. But I'm, I'm trying to recall if it was in training or a match. But I feel like his injuries have happened in, in matches, not in hmm. 
training, which means he's, if, he, if that's true, then he's, he's uh, a little more discerning in practice and maybe a little more cautious, but then in competition, it's, uh, it's a yeah. different thing, which, which makes sense. And he's a little more, a little less risk averse in those moments. Yes. A lot of people don't, don't like the, uh, maybe they're just Penn state fans or Iowa haters, uh, but mad at the guys coming back for seven Any, years. I don't get someone's it. older and does that, people get mad. I remember when Ashnall did it, people got mad. When he, he got a sixth year, people were mad at him. Um, <laughs> it's weird. It's just essentially, yeah. I mean, especially when a guy missed a whole year of competition, didn't wrestle a single match, and had an NCAA championships taken away from him. I have no problem with it. Yeah. I have no problem with him leaving. I get that. But, if they, I mean, if they're allowed to stay... Why not stay? Why not rest? Especially when you can be on a team that can win a national title. You're obviously disappointed after you didn't win. I know that was another question. Do you think Kimmer stays if he'd won? So I think him losing was a big factor. Yeah, I, I think him not getting a title was definitely, uh, you know, weighed, weighed in on the decision. You go out with a title senior year, NCAA team champs, NCAA individual champ, look, you know, it's probably goodbye. But now... Um, yeah, I think it makes sense. Another thing that's been kind of just thrown out is like, does Kimmer go up again? Could he go 84 and Kennedy goes 74? Really? Um, that's, I've seen that rumored about. Wow. I think he's big. I think he, I think he could do it. I don't know if he should. I don't 84 know if it's is good. tough next year. Yeah, I don't know if he should. I think he should say 74. 74 is tough next year. <laughs> Both those weight classes. 97 is tough next year. Dog, they've got some tough weight classes. Kimmer, next year. go heavyweight. Kimmer versus Gable in state finals. kind of good. It's <laughs> decent. Hey, he needs to go back down to 49. Something? He should have stayed at 49 all these years. Oh, my God. Can I bring up something real quick? No. Gable Stevenson doesn't do that to Jaden Cox, what he did to everyone else. What do you think about that statement? Uh, it's a fact. Jaden just moves too well. There's no way he's doing that. It's a fact, yeah. He doesn't do that okay. to him. He beats Jane him. Jaden should have bumped up the heavyweight. I think he beats him. But I don't think he beats him like that. He's not 10 owing Jaden. I, no I think those are competitive matches. Um, I think there's a. I think Gable's just a little too big. You know, if, I think yeah. Jaden's natural weight, ironically, is like 97 kilograms. Um, uh, he's been bigger than that before, though. Because when I wrestled sure. with this man, two twenty, very, very long time ago, he's 18. He was like 230. He was a yes. big boy. He could yeah. do it. Um, he's not as tall as I. I think people real when you stand next to him, he's a he's not like he's a six two hulking guy. He's like um not as tall as maybe you'd expect. Uh but yeah, he could get up to two thirty, no problem. Uh and if he if he was doing that, then maybe it's a little closer. But yeah. Jaden Jaden of, you know, Thursday, Friday weighing two fifteen, I I don't think he can beat Gable. Um Yeah. If he said, hey, I'm going heavyweight for the rest of my career, I'm going to get super big, that's uh, that's interesting to me. Like, I think yeah. he could move up to heavyweight easier than Kyle Snyder could, even though Kyle oh, yeah. Snyder was an NCAA champion three times at, at heavyweight and beat Gwiz. I just think, I don't know why. I don't know why. I, I, it's, I think it's, it's movement versus power, right? Jaden's got great movement. Um, and a lot of times heavyweights struggle with that because not a lot of heavyweights have great movement. Kyle's got great power, uh, but a lot of times heavyweights feel other people's power, so they're more used to it. Right. Um, 
A reminder, today's Flow Wrestling Radio Live is presented by Scrap Life. Please visit ScrapLife.com and enter in code FLOW21 at checkout for a free poster with purchase. Scrap Life, champion level gear made for champion level athletes like Kyle Brackey and Oliver Stone. Mm-hmm. Freak athletes. Freak athletes. Kyle Brackey frequently reminds us that he is a freak athlete. You should see his dunks. You should see his dunks. I mean, there's been videos, documentary-style videos yes. made of Kyle Brackey's dunks. Okay. I told you these questions are good. Um, they're, they're really feeding the show. Um, who takes over at 57 for Penn State? Does Verclearance stay and move up, or is the transfer portal the best option? Jared Verclaren doesn't seem like a guy built for 157 to move up in weight class. I feel like 49 is like the perfect weight. I don't know if he has the style to to move up necessarily. Um, what do you think? Uh, no, I, I, don't I don't think he'd be a good seven. Yeah. Okay. No. I, I'm looking through the transfer portal. I was actually doing it earlier, and I don't think there's maybe Jaden Abbas or something, but you know, there's not like. Um, I would say a difference maker at 157, 149, 157 in the portal that I'm like, there's oh, that, that's the guy. There's not, right? No, there's not. Mm. Oh, but wait. I got one, I got one crazy, crazy theory. Uh-oh. This is totally, I just came to my head. Game tagged 157. Jesse Delavecchia says he's not coming back. What if Kale uh. talks him into coming back? <laughs> Just so is he graduated, but he, he I guess he has el- he's graduated, but he's eligibility left, so he'd be a grad transfer, so he wouldn't even have to get any type of permission whatsoever. All he needs is Kale's permission. You pretty much don't need permission anymore yeah. in wrestling, especially. Um, mm. And that's getting ready to be, like, done away with anyways. Like, they're going to vote here this summer on a one-time transfer, no waivers required, anything like that. Um I know the ACC yeah. just eliminated like the rule that you had to sit if you transferred in conference um, for a year. So it's athletes are getting more power. Yeah. So that'd be interesting. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I have no, Delavec is done. I mean, it's, uh, he's not coming back. Uh, oh, okay. really? Yeah. I mean, that's, I just literally just made that up out of thin air. I don't think it's going to happen, but, you hmm. know. Well, now you're giving people ideas, though. Give them ideas. Give people ideas. Listen, it's free agency. Do you have a plan? No plan. I mean, yeah, I have lots of plans. <laughs> Five-year plan, ten-year plan. Okay. Uh, can the 174 bracket next year rival 2008-149, or are we not ready to have that conversation yet? I may never be ready to have that conversation, uh, yeah, and I, I think know. I will continue to not be ready to have that conversation. But... Bottom line is, if it has three NCAA champions out the gate in it, plus Kimmer, et cetera, it's, a, it's up there with one of the best weights we've seen. There's, I can't think of many weight classes that had three current NCAA champions. Like 2008-149, a lot of them went on to be NCAA champions, mm-hmm. but few of them were at that point in time. So three coming into the year – with the possibility of someone else winning, like Kimmer, giving it four NCAA champions is very, very bonkers. It is, huh? Maybe. I have to look at the list. It's definitely a possibility, though. But you have to also um, you know, consider things like, 
I don't know. It's it's not oh, just God. in the it's not just in the NCAA credentials that made 2008 149 really good. Yeah, it's all those guys of... had junior. They were all making junior world teams. A couple made junior world medals. Yeah, I yeah. mean they were all really really high level. Yes, I, I get that. I, I have to look at the list. I mean, when when you say three current NCAA champions, that that's really impressive. And especially when you don't include Kemmer because he hasn't won a title yet, and he's a guy who we we think uh, that highly of. But then, you know, I guess I think of someone like a Caleb Romero, and he's not like we don't think of him similarly to the way we think of, of say, Lance Palmer to stay with the same university. Who was like eighth or seventh in that bracket. Yes. Um, well, like Mike Labriola, and he's pretty freaking good. You know, someone like him, um, Demetrius Romero, Bernie Truex Jr., a lot of good guys. Okay. Yeah, Out of Dakin. Out of Dakin Taylor, which one do you think is least likely to win a gold medal? Out of Dakin Taylor, which one is least likely? Uh, Dake because better competition. That is my answer as well. Um, yeah, I think I think the seventy four kilograms is tougher. I've seen Taylor win this weight class with basically this field. Who's getting? This is where we need our guy John Kozak um, in the mix, whose first day as a full-time full sports employee starts tomorrow. By the way. Ooh. Oh, what? Wait, what? Yeah. How about yeah, that? Thursday news dump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. So no, I, I'm we're, I'm not waiting until tomorrow. I, uh, yeah. Figure we figure we can say it now. Is so. he uh, is he moving to Austin? He is. I'm gonna Boom. bully him. John Kozak. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. From, from nearly getting fired by Ben to full time moving to Austin. Well, no, listen. No, ben, I'm, I'm on with Ben. Ben knew first, and me and Kozak got a little bit of beef because CP Kozak Bray, Mr. Best Friends, went on a nice, beautiful dinner, and you know who they didn't invite? Me, me. or Bracky <laughs> or any of the other guys. They Spay. think there's so much. Ooh, Kozak, Bader, new friend. JD. Ooh, I'm gonna have. Yeah, see, I'm jealous a little bit, but you know, I'm. All right. I like dinner too. I like family restaurants. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Family themed restaurants. It was a recruiting dinner. All right. We need to have the A team on it. Um, for Ooh. families. Okay. Whoa. We had to have all the kids man? playing together. You see him calling us the B you, team? You would not have He's come. calling us the B team? I have child. He has child. All right. We should have, have child. We should have expanded it. We should have expanded <laughs> the dinner. Ben's child. Listen, Bader has child. He's mo- Bader would not have been allowed to come. Um, so That I understand. Yeah. So Bader, Bader, hey, Bader landed in Mizzou. I, I came to Mizzou because of Bader. A few other people too, but wow, we got Kozak. <laughs> we got should have recruited. Should have had Bader do the recruiting. We we nailed it. We nailed it. We got him. No, we're, there's plenty of time for for fun family dinners with with Kozak. But yeah, Ben was first initially fired him, and then every other show, including during the times we I stand by my initial. No way, Ben. <laughs> Thirty different times. You do Me too. realize? Me too, Ben. How many different shows you have said, uh, you guys should just hire Kozak. You should just hire Kozak. And you did that on shows on days when I was actually in communication with him trying to, you know, figure out, you know, if he could work nice. here. So, so Ben did recruit him. Ben recruited him. Ben was a huge part Kozak of this. Does, Kozak does a great job. The Miles Amino over DeAndre Raking, I will always, always and forever be hostile about. Okay. Well, 
Add that to the list for me and too. And the fact that those two still haven't wrestled annoys the crap out of me. We we you, I got I got so much heat for that match. You guys should have set that thing up. Deringer well, versus Means. Deringer got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt. Like, yeah, we'll set it up. It'll happen. And if it doesn't happen, well, they are training partners now, so I don't know. They're training partners. Um, okay. Hey, what someone you... in the chat said Deacon to Penn State. What about that? I don't. I mean. My gosh, let 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 Coach Storniolo. Yeah, live. What are we, yeah. Stop trying to give Penn State all the best wrestlers. They don't need any help. It was funny. Um, I just said NCAA. Yeah, stop. NCAA wrestling uh, sent out a tweet <laughs> saying that Nick Lee qualified for the Olympics, and which obviously was incorrect. They meant to say national team. Uh-huh. And uh, it was funny. Uh, Coach Ward from Army was like, "Come on, guys. They don't need any more help." Yeah. Yeah, NCAA. <laughs> Yeah, they they're kind of they loosely follow what's going on. Uh, what should what should Gable Stevenson's finishing move in the WWE be named? Oh, well, he's got it's got to be something with the backflip, where maybe you know he does that like frog splash where they do the backflip to landing on him with the chest or something to that effect. The flying gopher. Yeah, but what are you gonna call it? Flying gopher's good. Yeah. Gable bomb. Mm. Golden the golden flyer. Does Gable have a nickname? Too much like a. <laughs> <laughs> you know that one. <laughs> I know that one. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't Moving think on. he has a nickname. That I know. Yeah, he does. How about he doesn't have a nickname? I mean, mainly because his name's Gable. Because it's just Gable. His name's Gable. Yeah. Um, He's probably gonna keep his name going into WWE, right? Yeah. You, but but didn't they yeah. have a guy? Isn't there a Chaz? Didn't the one real wrestler change his name to like and, Ch- Chaz Gable or something? Bison? I think that Chad, was, his, was it Chad Gable. Yeah, Chad Gable. I thought. Yeah, I it wasn't Chad. Was it Chaz Betts? Yeah, I think Chaz, oh, Chaz Betts, Betts was or his Andy Bicek. Chaz Betts. No, it's it not Chaz Andy. Be- it's Chaz not Andy. Betts. Chad, Chad Gable. Betts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know if you can. Uh... There's a new Gable in town. Whoa. What if yeah. you just like? Yeah. What if they just do a little bit where he just takes his name and says, "Beat it." Ooh, they probably right. just will let him be Gable, and then Chad Gable's got to change his name. Yeah. Yeah. Is Chad Gable still at in these in these fake wrestling I'm streets? Sure. Yeah, he is. Um oh my I wouldn't gosh. all he really knows him. I wouldn't classify him as like a uh like a superstar by any means. What, 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 come on, this is a, a big business. Like a lot of people are anyway. Which man, Royal Rumbles are awesome. WrestleMania yeah. is awesome. Uh, yeah. Sorry, you probably weren't allowed to watch it as a child. <laughs> Listen, boy. not only you can't was I... watch, you, you weren't allowed to watch right. Stone Cold Steve Austin or nothing. Listen, right? that's Rumble's not true. Listen to this. He was, drink, he was drinking beer. Yeah, you definitely weren't even allowed to watch. People were doing violence. the suck it signs. Get yeah, your yeah, jokes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm about to blow your mind. No, you ain't blowing nothing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair. Um, listen. When I was a young youth, I would get up early in the morning to watch Smoky Mountain Wrestling, which was like super wow. Bush League, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. It was like the redneck um, WWE. And then the Smoky Mountain uh, Wrestling or whatever it's called, uh, they came to the Augusta Expo land, and I saw them, and I met – what were they called? Um, something – Road Warriors. The, brothers they're, no, they're, oh, oh i remember brothers, they, like this. they had one character the no brackets, they were yeah. real um 
Bushwhackers. They had one guy named the Dirty White Boy, and I was telling my dad, I was telling my dad, I was I like, I want to meet Dirty White Boy. He was a bad guy, and I was telling my dad, I was like, hey, there's this one wrestler, and I'm telling him the story about this Dirty White Boy, and my dad goes, I'm the Dirty White Boy. <laughs> it's really funny. I think it was like the Rock and Roll Express. Look up and see if that was a tag team duo. They were they were my heroes. Anyway, so I did watch uh, watch some wrestling. Oh, wow. Problematic. So what's up with the hate? <laughs> Canceled. Uh, I mean, I was eight, um, and it was cool then, and now I am, um, you know, I grew out of it, like the Power Rangers and stuff. You oh, know? yeah, Mr. Cool, business suit and suitcase, <laughs> you know. Got, suitcase? Yeah, 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 too, too much business for any well, childhood memories. And I just grew out of it. Hey, great question here from Andrew Escueda. Is Thomas Gilman the first wrestler to ever gas someone <laughs> from bottom in folk style and freestyle? Terrible Listen, question. This is this is no. That's facts. Oh, uh, he, he absolutely did it, and the reason I know he did it is because he said he did it. Mm -hmm. He said it happened. Oh. He's the one that said he gassed him from bottom. After I said and was ridiculed on FRL for saying he gassed Lezak from bottom, he says that's exactly what happened, and then. He gassed Vito from bottom because he made him work so hard on that lace. He got plum tuckered out. He scored not another point. He brought it up. He brought it up in the post-match interview. He brought it up after he had to explain oh, to the guy yes. who he was. He said, I came out of nowhere and gassed this guy from bottom. <laughs> he said, I came from nowhere. Gilman, no one knew my name. Gilman should go WWE. He should. I think he's, a, I guess he's a little small, but, you know. Um, Gus Johnson asks, was it just me or did you notice a bigger emphasis on parterre offense this weekend? So, I don't know. I guess the answer, the short answer is probably yes. But I think this is just a trend of the increased emphasis in America on parterre offense since the rule changes and cumulative scoring and um, top wrestling's just become more of a thing and something more emphasized. But I'm curious what... Uh, Ben thinks about this. I, I think there's definitely been uh, people getting better on on top and parterre, and I think it's just coming from the fact that we, you know, we. I remember I did those um, scoring charts, and I think it was 18 and 19, and the, the most points of any move was a gut wrench, yes. more points than in single leg, whatever. And so I think there was an era there, I don't know, in the mid teens somewhere, where they were giving you like seven seconds on top. And mm -hmm. so no one scored. So no one put emphasis because it's like, well, they're not going to give you time anyways. So what's the point in spending time here? And now we're at a point where they're going to give you time. And uh, people are working on it. They're getting better at it. So, yeah, I, I think this is true. I think we saw most of our best guys scoring on top. Um, yeah, it's good because I, yeah, I like emphasizing all parts of wrestling. I feel like we in America give – them a lot of time on top but then internationally they do not that feels true really i i that feels true so i don't feel like that when i was watching i i did it's just this is my first instinct uh, when i've been watching the international matches because i watched today the pelicone uh i don't feel like there's been a huge difference in the time given on top mm. i feel like it's quicker overseas and like the last turn they got on Nolf, he worked for it for so long and they just let him work for it and then I know we've talked yeah. about the Chimizo match that Dick had, where they let him work forever on top. Um, 
I don't know. I think it's quicker, quicker whistle overseas. This sounds like a project yeah. for Ben. Ben, just watch all the international yeah. matches, time Thank the top, uh, time on top, then do the same with American matches, and then uh, next week we'll have a little thing to talk about. Well, I would just outsource outsource that. I mean, that's what I did with the the, the technique projects. I just I figured out. I I built out the kind of like algorithm or the layout of the scoring system, and then I outsourced it to a bunch of my wrestlers who I thought were smart. All right, big picture guy. You let uh, the little interns yeah. take care of that stuff. All nice. right. Absolutely. Well, put the interns to work and uh, tell them they're studying parterre offense and defense and also the timing uh, of it. Boom. There okay. Uh, next question. All right. Let me think. Do you, do you, yeah, you guys ready. watch the show Naked and Afraid? Because I've never seen it. I've seen a few episodes. I know what it's about. Yeah. Okay, what item would you choose to bring with you if you were on Naked and Afraid? I get, it sounds like you get an item. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking you guys go. I had a knife of some sort. Yeah, some kind of. I was thinking some kind of weapon. Yeah. Maybe a Snuggie? Mm. You could fashion it into a tent, slash clothes, slash... You gotta be naked, dude. All right. Oh, Some people build hey. loincloths. Mm-hmm. So we need to get back to wrestling here. AC <laughs> wrestling fans that please speculate on who goes what way for the world this year, which then made me think of, hey, we didn't talk about the fact that they announced senior nationals yesterday. Christian, I called you when mm. they announced it. Um, that is now less than a month away. It's what, tw- 22 days away or something. So, and then, you know, the other question I didn't ask you, because uh, I heard this was going to be U- UWW juniors and U22, or U- sorry, U23s. There was no U23s. I, I always feel like, uh, U23 is the redhead stepchild like that gets the least amount of love. So the junior and the senior U.S. Open is in Coralville, Iowa at the end of April. Um, and then that will then – anyone who – so what you told me is anyone who's already – anyone who qualified for the Olympic trials doesn't have to re-qualify for the world trials. They're already qualified. Um, and this will qualify a new batch of people, I guess. And then they'll wrestle the world team trials uh, at a date TBD. September. I think it was in their press release. Okay, September. Did Wait, they no. announce where? Yes. Yeah, no. That was it. Said out of location. TBD. TDB. Yeah. So, uh, wait. What was your question then? No, I just. I know. I think also, we should talk about the senior. It's, oh, yeah. World, I, I, it's junior world team trials. It's not just junior open. It's junior team trials. Are you sure? The one Positive. in April. Positive. Oh. Okay. So I, I think we should talk about the significance of them having senior nationals so so soon after, um, and then you know kind of potentially what that'll look like for then making a world. So if people don't know the calendar, it's Olympics in August, World Team Trials then in September, and then the Worlds in October. So bam, 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 three in a row. Um, obviously, people who call, who anyone who wins an Olympic medal doesn't have to wrestle at that wrestle offs. Correct. Or the, the yeah. So there's uh, you know going to be. Some some spots contended, some not, because um, we are going to bring home some medals. But the I guess the bigger question is who changes weights, who's going where, who's staying at their Olympic weights, what guys will go just to get matches. Will we see someone like Yanni or you know whoever, someone that didn't make the team that's already qualified but maybe wants to wrestle some more? Will they see them uh, dip their toe? Or will we see no guys that were in the Olympic trials enter and it'll just be a bunch of – the guys that were not able to qualify, working to qualify at trials. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, the, the other thing that's interesting would be, like, do they change weights now? 
Um, you know, we say we're talking about Burrow's 79. Burrow's probably isn't going to wrestle on this. I couldn't assume. Um, but do they change weights now or do they wait till that September event? Because obviously if Dake wins a medal, there's no wrestle-off for 74. So I, I don't know if they just – I don't know if they just canceled the world team trials at that weight class or if they just say like, hey, whoever wants to wrestle this can wrestle it. Here's a medal, but you don't get anything else. Something to that effect. Um, so do you guys do you guys say, well, I think Dake is going to win a medal or I think Kyle Snyder is going to win a medal. Do they change weights right now or do they wait until the September event to change weights? Yeah, I think, I think they're going to be doing some guessing. Someone like Jaden – well, I feel like for, for Jordan – he can more with with more certainty move up for a couple reasons. Um, the ones we already talked about, but mm-hmm. two with the likelihood of him meddling. But three is probably just the right thing anyways. So he should yes. move up now. For Jaden, I think it makes sense for him to not necessarily get super get down to ninety two yet and wait and see if Kyle medals because even though me- Kyle medals literally every year since twenty fifteen. It is going to be tough this year. You know, there are quite a few guys that um, Kyle can beat, but can also beat Kyle. So maybe he yeah. hangs around 97 because I know for a fact Jaden Cox wants the 97 spot. Um, yeah. He has no interest in going down to 92 if he can wrestle for 97. So he'll have to make a decision there. But I, so I don't see yeah, him making. If Kyle make- wins the medal, then he has to go 92 because he doesn't really have a choice and he could go back to 97 in 2022. Correct. Correct. Yes. So we'll see if that's that's uh, what happens. Obviously, we hope Kyle medals, um, yeah. being, being U.S. Americans. So that do would... you think that there's any chance that any of the guys would win a medal at the Olympics and say, you know what, I don't really want to wrestle at the World Championships in two months later because obviously, um, you know, after winning that Olympic gold, that's a that's a period where guys usually celebrate right and go enjoy themselves, something they've been sacrificing for you know, two, three, four, five, six years for, yeah. and they go celebrate. And in this case, they would, you know, maybe they take a week off. Probably, uh, I think a two-week break at that point in time would be pretty insane um, for those, those type of guys. But they don't really have any time off, and then they have to hop right back into training. Yeah, I, I think the opportunity uh, will negate the celebration, you know, the fact that you can – win two world titles so quick. I think most of them will, it, but it will cut into the you, – because you're exactly right. People take two, three weeks off, relax, um, eat, you know, enjoy life. But uh, it's yeah. different circumstances here. Uh, I thought this was a great question that I thought I asked, but maybe I didn't. Why is everyone so down on Kyle Snyder? He's always taking he's always taken losses throughout his career during the season, but he's also medaled every single world since the Olympics, World Olympics he's been at. Feel like people have written him off when he's not even twenty-five. Kind of true. Really? Not that he's written off, but I think the general public is ready to say, "Ah, this Jaden's time. It's Jaden's weight. Jaden's our best guy." Um, and it is a little bit of, well, he can't, he can't win, so it's Jaden's time. We need Jaden in there. I, I feel like that was the prevailing. Maybe not. Yeah, Runaway I mean, people haven't thought. seen people haven't seen Jaden versus Sedge live, so I think there, there's that curiosity. Yes, um, Jaden obviously has won two in a row in very convincing fashion, so there's that. Also, Kyle has not won the last two, um, 
But uh, you know, overall, my prevail my my feeling on the whole thing is like Jaden's really good. He's world champion level. He he he's obviously proved it twice now. Um, Kyle has came up a little bit short. If I say who's going to win, I picked Jaden last week, right? But I think this is like uh, a coin flip. And then you know, we even talked about I don't know if it was yesterday or Tuesday we talked about it. it's like if. If it wasn't Kyle at this weight class, if it was someone we didn't think very, very highly of, we'd probably have more of an issue with Jaden not being on the team. For sure. But the fact is, we we do think really highly of Kyle. We do think there's a good chance he's going to go to uh, the Olympics and win a medal. So the notion that we think Kyle's over the hill or not that good, that that's just not true. All three of us on this program said we think Kyle has a very good chance of winning a medal. So uh, that's yeah. what when, when you said like a lot of people think that, I'm like, but do they really? Or do they just think Jaden's that good? I I think the it's like he's too big. He hasn't gotten better. He fit. He he lifts a bunch. He's not focused on blah blah blah. Um, but that's yeah. just confirmation bias for people. I mean, like people, yeah. when, you know, he Kyle Kyle loves lifting weights, right? So when he won through world titles, they're like, oh, I need to lift some weights. That guy, that's awesome. And then the second he doesn't win, they're like. He's lifting too many weights. It's like, what? The guy yeah. was doing the same thing when he was winning the world titles and you didn't have an issue. So if you're going to be – don't be disingenuous. If you're going to have an issue with him lifting the weights, you should have the issue while he was winning the three world titles also. Yeah. No, 100%. And to this day, he's the only guy that's beaten Sajalayev. To this day. Yeah. To the day. So people forget that. And, yeah, he lost to Sajalayev. And, yes, he lost to Olympic champion Sharifov. Um, and yes, he does take some losses along the way, but at the end of the day, he's been someone you can absolutely count on uh, at the World Olympic level um, consistently. So I feel like that too. Um, man, it is crazy to think how young he is and that he won Worlds yes. at 19 and then <laughs> the Olympics at 20. He's he's ridiculous. And it's going to be the next five to 10 years, I think are going to, could drastically shape the 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 goat conversation in in wrestling you know because if kyle can go on another run or if he can start racking up a couple more golds along the way and if dake uh and i was talking about referring to snyder and then dake it's really it could shake it up and, and same with with taylor you know if taylor wins the olympics and he goes on a run at 86 it could get it could get interesting all this is you know that's what these conversations are, right? You're you're yeah. looking into the future and predicting and saying, "Hey, this could get interesting." But um, it's exciting times for USA wrestling to have this much star power and this much yeah. opportunity in front of them. Really, no, it, it's a. I mean, we've talked about this before, but yeah, we're we're in a uh, a great period for for USA wrestling. We're in a period where we're winning tons of medals, and we have a lot of guys who are. Like again, probably going to go down as all timers, and we we had a period where we really struggled internationally for a while, and we're coming out of that. And it's, I think the future looks really bright because then you think like, okay, twenty twenty four. Well, we might lose Gable, but even if we lose Gable, you know, Mason's still there, and and Kirkwood's still there, and there there's a good possibility there. Jaden and Kyle will be around in twenty twenty four. David Taylor mm-hmm. will be around in twenty twenty four. Kyle Dake. And probably Jordan Burroughs will be around 2024. And, and this is not even – there might be the emergence of newer stars also. Of course. 65, I, I think probably all those guys besides Jordan will still be around. Now, none of them have proven to be world-level medalists yet, but I think they'll still be around. And at 57, I think Dayton, Thomas, Spencer, uh, Vito, Soriano. Soriano, they're all still there. Yeah, I'm – 
the weight I'm most concerned about is the weight that we've had the least success in, and it's 65. 65. Because who's coming? Is it's like with 57, you can see there's there's we're just we're adding some serious firepower in the next couple of years with with Spencer and Soriano potentially, and yeah. by 65, I don't. It was supposed to be Yanni, and you know Yanni's right there in the. He's right there in the McKenna, J.O., Zane conversation, which are really good guys that can make teams, but we haven't been able to get it done at the next level. And I don't see, like, super elite well, talent. But the thing with Yanni is actually he's kind of almost opposite of a lot of the guys we've had. Yanni's he's had those world-level wins, right? I mean, he's beaten guys who have won world titles, but then he's just came up a little bit short the last couple national level competitions and he still is only what is he 21 now and so it's like there could still be another jump um and then the other the other note there is like well gables um he's 20 years old so the, the guy, next guy at 65 you know he could be a 16 or 17 year old at this point and and we just don't quite see him coming true true i'm just you know yeah normally one quad out i think i feel this could be untrue, but I feel like in 2016, we would have been saying like, Yanni is probably one of the guys that we're going to see enter the, the 2020 conversation at 65. I feel like we would have thought that then. I'd like to go back. How and, good was he? Was he cadet world champ at that time? He was time, a cadet world or? champ at that point. Um, okay. So I I think we would have said that. Maybe it, maybe not, yeah. but um, it seems like it. Okay. Um. Countries were all over the place on what could and couldn't be done during COVID. Do you think we're at an advantage or disadvantage against Russia, who I think were more open and wrestling more than us? Well, I don't know because Russia maybe was more open, but I know Dagestan got crushed for a little bit there with with coronavirus, yes. and we're have we're having a really tough time. Um, yes, I think it is neither, and I think our circumstances are an advantage, frankly, because I yes. think. We're such a well-developed country, well with well-resourced athletes, that we were able to, even in the more restrictive states or time periods, yeah. able to wrestle. And now we're in a period of time where I feel like training is exactly what you would want, what you would choose it yeah. to be, and it's been that way for some months, and it's going to continue to be that way up through August, right? So they have all this time. So I feel like it's no factor for USA. I feel like if anything. It's going to uh, have helped. And the only thing you could point to is so small, which is, okay, we were hurt by COVID because Nick Soriano wasn't able to wrestle and maybe he was our best guy and maybe we would have done better at 57. That's like the only real in I think I can find where how COVID maybe put us at a somewhat disadvantage. Spencer would have been healthy in 2020. That's true. Um, big big fact. Yeah, so maybe he's the guy. Um. Yeah, but the and I think the rest of the team is probably the same, same or same-ish. Um, yeah, I would say no difference. I kind of feel your way. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna be good to go. Um. Mm -mm. Hey guys, are you sad? This is the first weekend in a very long time, so we were depraved of wrestling for quite a while. But now, if you think we had Olympic trials, last chance, uh, NCAs. Uh, there was something weekend before that. I'm blanking what it was. And then you had conferences. Then you had the other conferences. Last and we've had many, many weekends in a row wrestling. Are you guys sad there's no wrestling this weekend? 
yeah, I'm sad. Uh, but you know what? We've it was a uh, it was a heck of a freaking run, right? And yes. um, you know, we we only get one like that really every four years. Five. Gonna kick yeah. back up here again soon too. Yeah, I, that's how I feel. I'm like, I'm just glad There's we have this some. Weekend I'm forgetting about right. No, you're no. not forgetting anything. I I'm just saying, I'm excited. We get a little chance to kind of relax, actually decompress and do some content about trials, fallout, et cetera, and then start to ramp up for cadets, U15s, and, and the senior nationals, which are right around the corner, and then NHSCAs, juniors. juniors. There's, a, there's, a, there's a lot coming up that we got to get in front of, and then busy international schedule. So I am excited. So is our, is our Olympic team going to wrestle in a couple international tournaments before uh, the Olympics? So I believe they're going to do Pan Ams. I think we're going to send our our, okay. eight, our number ones there. But I don't know if there's going to be like another uh, acclimation tournament. It sounds like that may not happen. Or accla- I forget what they call those tournaments. The tune-up tournament. Yes. I think the acclimation. Acclimation, okay. I know oh, there's yeah. appl- appl- acclimation camp. That's when they like, you know, they would like go to the Romstein Air Force Base and like train there for a while yes. and then... Um, Here's a question. Who was the mayor this weekend? Kind of. Wait, I don't even know what that means. Oh, come on. Oh, may watch the show. Man. So, you know, like Tariq Wilson was the mayor of Cleveland <laughs> and David Terrell was the mayor of New York when they, they like take over God. the arena. Honestly, the, the two loudest ovations I can recall were when Jordan walked out the first time. That was, that was super loud. And another one? Fast Twitch. They loved him. Oh, I was going to say, what about when Gable did the backflip? But, oh. like, what about who, like, took over with their performance? They We're not talking flip, about. Backflip, backflip, backflip. Back the whole crowd. Maybe Jenna. That was epic. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, a good one. good one. Yeah. I mean, it would have been, it might have been if, if she won that third match, then maybe that would have really came true. But, uh, but a lot of times lot of the mayors don't win. Yeah, a lot yeah, of most, Terrell didn't win. Yeah, most of the time mayors Tariq don't win. Tariq didn't, didn't win. Kyle Connell didn't win. That's they what makes... they all all of those ended with third place, I believe. So they all ended on a positive note. Terrell didn't. He lost to he NATO. He lost to NATO, and they interviewed NATO, and and everyone went nuts for him because he was just throwing the kitchen sink at NATO. Speaking of NATO, we should talk about him. Oh yeah, NATO. So I saw your it, Instagram post. Did you see that? So NATO, it's actually what we talked about yesterday on the show. Um, we were talking about all the number of guys that just forfeit out after the tournament. After they lose on front side, they forfeit out and, yeah. and call it a call it a tournament. And so NATO is kind of the example of a guy who, who repeatedly kind of wrestles back, and uh, he did it for Ohio State a number of years, wrestling back for third, um, at least two occasions. And so he basically called out. People for for sitting out of or for forfeiting out. I'll try to find the exact time. And Tyler, if you could pull up the Instagram post, uh, that'd be good. But it's a picture of Nathan Tomasello. Um, okay, wrestling is a true test of uh, a person's character and heart. How much a person is willing to take and not give in or give up. Most people who haven't wrestled won't understand this concept. It's a battle of the mind. Yes, yeah, it sucks making scratch weight the next day after competing in the championship rounds at, at 57 kilograms, but suck it up, period. We chose to compete, and it's all part of the process of competition. It's ridiculous when a lot of the top guys at one of the greatest tournaments in wrestling, 
parentheses, the freaking Olympic team trials, pull out after they lose. Bad for the sport. Fans want to see the best go at it. And that's not the entirety of the post. It's it's long. Um, and he talks about some of the things he had to go through to, to make it to that point. But one of the, I haven't seen many guys come out and say this forfeiting out is, is not cool. Um, so I thought it was interesting to get that perspective, perspective from Tomasello. Yeah, I, I definitely see his perspective. And obviously he, he lives it. He doesn't just talk about it. Um because they're calling me a damn fence sitter, but I also see the perspective of the guy who doesn't want to kill himself to make weight, like you say, you know, a Seth Gross or who else didn't make weight there. I think retirement's okay. Um, if you're like, no, I'm I'm done with the sport, like Molinaro and Dean, it's like, no, I'm retired now. Yeah. That's one thing. But for others, they're definitely not retired. They just didn't want to wrestle back for third. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so shout out Nate for um, going where – you know, not many athletes will put it out there. I like, love it like that. <clears throat> yeah, I like it. Nato's a beast. Um, Sean Warner, father of ladies man Jacob Warner, does Kimmer's return to the Hawkeyes for his final year change my pick for who wins the team title next year? Yeah, I'm picking Iowa. Wait, is that really Jacob Warner's dad? That's really his dad. Very nice guy. Okay. Um, probably a ladies man himself in his day. You know? For sure. <laughs> it, it's, it gets passed on. Yeah. He Should did have a child. Jacob was created. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he at least got one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Ollie, Ollie's, uh, Ollie's usage rate's very high in this, uh, this show. You know, he I'm going to have to put the explicit tag on this episode. You're going to have to. I didn't say anything wrong. You dropped, a, you dropped, a, G, you dropped a hard GD that no one was a ready GD. for. A GD. a GD is that doesn't even get bleeped out on MTV. Yeah, I'm, it I definitely think does. That 100% gets bleeped out on yeah. TV. I'll Google it. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Google MTV GD. They say the S word on FX. Yeah. S is fine. The S word's fine. Yeah. S is fine, F, but GD is no GD good. GD are not good. GD, they don't like. F and GD. Yeah. That's okay. ridiculous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, great show. Um, that was fun. That was a fun show. We're going to go. We're gonna call. What we talking about next week? Because we got no events this weekend. I don't know. We should just have. Who can you make mad and then come on here and yell at each other <laughs> on the show? Because we're coming up on that one year anniversary of that, right? Oh, that's of Burroughs yeah. and Dave yelling. Each other. We should just not have a show that day, and we just replay that show. Yeah, I don't want to do that actually. April sixteenth. Uh, April sixteenth. Wow, one day before. Right. Oh my gosh. Get, are you, get, are yeah, you excited? I, I don't know when I'm getting to Atlanta next week. I, I will check. Hopefully, I have good internet. It worked the last time I was in a hotel. Um, but I'm, I'm planning on being on the show next week, uh, even though it's fight week. Um, so I'll just have to check the hotel internet when I get there. You're going to be on the show every day? What a so? What? That's double duty. That's crazy. Only uh, well, it's, it's, so it's Honestly, early. guys, don't act like I'm a hero or nothing. On fight weeks, I actually think – it's easier to do the show because I got nothing going on. Like in a regular week, I have like so many things going on and it's actually kind of busier. Fight week is like I'm just sitting in my damn room, maybe get one workout a day, go eat some food. Like there's not a lot going on. Do you have to make any weight at all? Yeah, it's what one, one it's really heavy for me, like one ninety two. So I'm like a couple pounds above that. So yeah. Nice. And you know what time weigh ins are. <laughs> 
I think in this case, they would probably just let me win whatever the hell I wanted as long as the show still went on. <laughs> Triller TV runs a pretty tight ship, I'd have to Not expect. big rules guys on yeah. Triller. Not big rules not guys. The, they're not big rules guys. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for this experience to be over so, and then we can get the full unfiltered Triller TV experience You're meaning like, uh, like Bieber's going to be I there? I'll need my check to cash first. What'd you say? Like, isn't Justin Bieber going to be there and like Mario Lopez yeah, and Bieber's Snoop Dogg? Uh-huh. I met Mario Lopez in LA. He was cool. Mario Lopez loves wrestling. His seven-year-old wrestles. I think he's gonna come to a camp this summer up here in Wisconsin. He was so pumped about wrestling. Yeah, state champ. He's yeah, he's he's good. Um, No, he loves wrestling and grappling. He was actually on a Flow Grappling show once uh, with Gordon Ryan. Um, I watched it. It was good. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, Yeah. Shout out AG. Oh AC Slater. AC Slater. Yeah. yeah. That was rough. I almost Based said AJ. High. I almost AJ said Slater. AJ Agazarm. Because oh, he's yeah. friends with AJ Agazarm. And Ben's friends with Ben. Oh, Mario Lopez is? Oh, I mean, they, I think they like roll together in the. Uh, and then yeah. that's Ben's best friend as well. Ben loves AJ. AJ, Dylan Danis, and Ben Askren. He's such a dweeb. Has AJ fought again yet? Now you guys got me looking it up. Because this guy like claimed to be a good fighter. And he can't beat nobody. He's a he, bum. No, he got Don't dropped by Bellator. Yeah, no, he, he's like retired now, I guess. Yeah, he still does jujitsu. We need to get him. Yeah, he's gonna do jujitsu. I think he's gonna do ADCC. So, cool, good stuff. Well, hey, right. I said we were going, and I day. meant it. We're getting out of here. Thanks so much. Peace. Thanks to Ben, Kyle, and A Team Ollie. He's on our A Team. Big smiles. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for all your questions. You just fueled an entire show. Because you are so honed in on this community and the topics of this sport. Wow. Uh, we'll be back Tuesday. Have a great weekend. It's going to be a hot one here in Austin. I got See my ya. hoodie on. Yeah, he's got a hoodie on. Later.